0: Lob
1: Talk Radio. Lob Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with Michael Boldea.
0: Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. I am. Your humble host, Michael Bolvia, I do not have a hot cup of coffee at hand because uh, it's uh, later in the day here. It's 7.30 in the p.m., so what I do have is a bottle of mineral water. I know, like my daughter said, the little one. Uh, it makes my nose tickle because it has bubbles. Anyway, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, a long time no here. I don't know when Gino's going to put this one up. But if he puts them up at the same time, uh, simultaneously, as uh, the big word kids say, uh, then you'll understand the continuity of it. If not, well, you know, it's only a week. I mean, if you have short-term memory loss, that's on you. Uh, But I wanted to start off um, this program by uh, discussing something that was made famous during the Greek days. Uh, The Bible has a version of it in the Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs 29. But uh, there, there, there was that old saying, beware of Greeks bearing gifts. Uh, and then in uh, Proverbs, I, I think it's 29, uh, it says something along the lines, a man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. Uh, and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because uh, I've been in conversation with a lot of people uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, that have been living here all this time. I mean, They're Romanians. They don't plan on leaving. And uh, the European Union's pumped a lot of money into Eastern Europe. Uh, there's better roads. Uh, they're, they're building gymnasiums in little villages. Uh, even the village we're from, which is small by any comparison. It's old, but it's small. They built this giant gymnasium where the old soccer field used to be. Uh, And they're just pumping millions and millions of euros. And uh, everyone that I've talked to is is very happy about this. They're like, wow, wow, we're finally, you know, seeing progress. Uh, And my only reply and my only concern is that nothing in life is free. And at some point, they'll come asking for things that the average folks are unwilling to part with or. Or do, uh, If you think that it's magnanimity driving the influx of euros, if you think that it's out of the goodness of their hearts, uh, that they're uh, helping the infrastructure and doing what they can, uh, well, then you don't understand politics or politicians. And uh, I think where they're going to strike, or at least attempt to strike, where they're going to come and ask for their pound of flesh is... In the morality sphere, I think they're going to ask the average citizens to make compromises that they'll be unwilling to make. Uh, I think the big push uh, for transgenderism and homosexuality is still an ongoing thing. I don't think it's ended. I don't think it's abated. Uh, I think they got a bloody lip with uh, what happened in the U.S. with Bud Light and Target and all of them, but uh, they're not going to be deterred. So at some point, uh, somebody in the European Union is going to present the stick. Uh, They're uh, very happy to present the carrot first and get people hooked on the free money. But at some point, they're going to come and knock in and say, hey, we've done all these nice things for you. You need to make some concessions of your own. Because one thing I noticed when I got to Romania, even though it was you know, a couple of days after it was supposed to be over, nobody was flying a rainbow flag anywhere. The only thing that was visible was the Romanian flag, which is uh, red, yellow, and blue. And that's it. There, there was no overt celebration of homosexuality. There was no overt celebration of perversion. is just people going about their lives with church bells ringing and Orthodox priests, uh, you know, doing what they do. Uh, even though it's a predominantly Orthodox country here, uh, they, they still have a moral center that I think the rest of Europe is trying very hard to crack. Uh, they're doing the same thing in Poland. They're doing the same thing in Hungary any nation that is still holding to the principle of family, uh, mother, father, son, daughter, etc., that, that has not given in, that has not acquiesced, that has not bent to the will of perversion. Uh, and uh, they're going to be trying. They're going to be trying very hard, and I think this is one of the things that's going to make international news at some point, where uh, they have come with gifts. Now they shall spring their snare, as Proverbs would say. Uh, thought about what we were going to talk about other than that today. Um, I went and saw my mom's grave today, and uh, I brought the girls with because they never got to meet their grandma. Uh, she passed away when uh, she was 48, and, and I realized that I'm 48 too. And Victoria did the math in her head, and she goes, Dad, you're 48. I'm I know. Isn't that exciting? Uh, and uh, Booger, which is uh, what I call Melina, the little one, either Boogie or Booger. I know. It's uh, being a man of words. Somehow I couldn't find a better nickname for her, but it, it fits. Just trust me. So she, she looks up at me and she goes, Daddy, why do people have to die? Uh, and rather than go into the whole Adam and Eve original sin thing, um, because she knows of Adam and Eve. We've we read the Bible. We read the Bible. She, she discussed Adam and Eve and their fall in Bible school and Bible class. But I, I, I wanted her to understand a little deeper than that. And, and the one answer that came to mind and the one answer I gave to her, which apparently she understood very well, uh, life has to end so that we appreciate the life that we have uh, if if we lived eternally here on this earth then we wouldn't appreciate the days that we're given we wouldn't appreciate the time that we have we wouldn't appreciate those that we love and those that we have close uh, and we would likely take them for granted and she looks up at me and she goes i get that now carry me my feet are tired so you know uh she she's a smart cookie for five i know i brag on my kids a lot but hey uh pretty soon they will be teenagers Uh, And then all you'll hear is horror stories of, uh, hopefully not, but teenagers are teenagers. So uh, I'm I'm not looking forward to them getting driver's licenses, uh, among other things. Now, one thing I wanted to discuss, and it's something that is just making its way to the forefront of the news, uh, but it's important because at some point, those in power will begin to tighten the noose. And they will use every, how do I put it? The, not, not only every facet of government at their disposal, but every technology at their disposal. And I was reading this earlier today, and it's, uh, it's dystopian, uh, to say the least. The Japan National Police Agency has decided to adopt AI-enhanced pre-crime surveillance cameras to bolster the security measures surrounding VIPs. This step comes in response to the commemoration of the shocking assassination of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, I know, everyone's forgotten about that one, and the rising threats posed by what the government called loan offenders. Now, on its face, it seems noble enough want to stop people from killing politicians sure but my issue is this pre-crime so before you act before you consider before you take action apparently the ai
1: will uh,
0: identify you as a future criminal so pre-crime surveillance cameras will be used now the use of ai is uh in law enforcement is becoming commonplace globally A 2019 study by the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace revealed that 52 out of 176 nations surveyed were incorporating AI tools into their policing strategies. Now, what does that have to do with anything? Because even though on its face it seems noble enough, you need to understand that those in power want total control. Hence, the reason that Paper money will be going out of style soon so that if you go to the store and buy more toilet paper than they deem you need, uh, someone somewhere will see a red flag. If you go to the store and buy, I don't know, more milk than someone deems you need, again, another red flag. And for now, uh, it's, it's about tertiary things. But you can see, The apparatus being put in place so that, at some point, if you want to buy or sell anything, you'll have to be part of the system, you'll have to acquiesce, and you'll have to do what they tell you to do. And when you see these things happening and you realize the Bible spoke of them, even though John the Revelator had no idea what he was writing, What do you mean, a mark on your forehead or hand that would prohibit you from buying anything anywhere in the world? Well, technology has come to meet prophecy. So now because of the technological advances, the prophecies uttered 2,000 years ago are able to come to pass. Uh, And another article that I ran across, which, you know, uh, at least... It will uh, make a few septum-piercing uh, individuals unemployed, which, you know, I mean, it's a small win, but a win nevertheless. Google is testing an AI tool that is able to write news articles now. So, three things. First, the Japanese are using artificial intelligence as a pre-crime tool. Google is testing a product that uses artificial intelligence to produce news stories. And you have people calling for artificial intelligence to rewrite the Bible so that it takes out all the offensive bits. Because they understand deep down, even though they don't want to acknowledge it, that people need religion. But religion and Christianity are very different things. They don't want Christianity to exist in the form that it does. Because Christianity, existing in the form that it does, means that people are loyal to Christ and not the state. So, American Prophetic, at some point, when artificial intelligence comes out with its own version of the Bible, uh, dollars to donuts that the impetus will be to trust the system, to trust the government, to look at government as a de facto uh, spiritual authority. Obey them. And if you do, everything will be all right. And then you go to Acts and go, eh, maybe not. But hey, if all you have is your Bible on Kindle or your Bible on the iPad, guess what? Uh, Push of a button, all that goes away. So I I wrote an article in the Hand of Help newsletter about this. I would encourage you, if you don't, which I, I find very sad if you don't, but if you don't have a physical copy of the Bible, like, Paper in your hand with the leather binding. If you can't afford the leather binding, you can, you know, stay in a motel. Jesus will forgive you. Tell them you need one of those Bibles in the drawers that nobody reads anyway. Uh, They'll replace them for you. Uh, So even if you can't get the leather bound, get something that's paper in your hand. Because the world is changing quickly and soon enough you will see the rise of new religions that have nothing in common with christianity but that will pass themselves off as adequate substitutes let's let's put it that way and you'll have you will have christian pastors you will have quote yet now i did the finger quotes i caught myself i caught myself halfway through but i still did them you'll have supposed christian pastors and evangelists and theologians uh, that will have been bought for a steep, steep price because uh, a soul doesn't go cheap nowadays. Well, nowadays it does. I mean, everybody's selling their soul for, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, goldfish crackers and a stick of gum. They don't put any value on it. But you will have spiritual leaders that will say, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a good substitute. We we don't want to be offensive and we don't want to hurt people's feelings. So. It's a good substitute to, to that mean-spirited Christianity. Uh, Andy Stanley's already ahead of the game. I, 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 he, the, the, the new version of the Bible hasn't even come out, and Andy Stanley's poo-pooing the old one. He's like, oh, we shouldn't. Uh. Uh, what is it that he's done lately? I've, I've been reading this. Because, again, just as some of you cannot process not having something to eat, just as some of you can't fathom the idea that you can go to the store and every shelf is empty, some of you cannot process the idea that supposed Christians will lead you astray and point to a different God and say, this is the true God. Uh, Look, there's no persecution yet. There's no pressure yet. Nobody's knocking on your door yet. Nobody's taking you to prison. Nobody's torturing you. And you have uh, Andy Stanley's staffers all liking Pride Parade celebrations. Uh, You also have uh, uh, ERLC. Speaker Blasting pro-lifers for useless and unscriptural opposition to government and baby murder. Uh, Kelly Rosati, a name you should probably never hear again, because she is uh, irrelevant. She is one of those people that ought not to have a platform yet but does. Uh, she's a regular ERLC contributor speaker. Uh, and a National Association of Evangelical Board Member. A focus on the family alum and former member of the March for Life's Board of National Directors. I guess she decided killing babies was okay. Uh, uh, I can't. Why? why? Why do I go through this? Why do I put myself through this? It's insanity. Uh, She called pro-life Christians' opposition to state-run welfare useless unscriptural and madness, explaining that I just want to plant a flag and say, people that never advocate for abortion restrictions without an accompanying paid family leave support. So now you should be bribed into having a baby. You shouldn't not kill a baby because it's wrong. You shouldn't not kill a baby because it's murder. You shouldn't not kill a baby because you get something for keeping it alive. Is that her thing? Half of me doesn't even want to talk about what's happening in the modern day church. The other half feels as though I have to. Because you need to understand that... Much of what we call the church today is already compromised. Much of what we call the church today is already rife with deception. It's already rife with extra-biblical and extra-scriptural ideas that contradict the Word of God. And the reason that I feel compelled to talk about these today is so that you'd understand there is no cluster of watchmen on the wall, multi-denominational watchmen that are guarding against deception. There's a handful of people that I can vouch for that are still standing by the principles of the gospel, that are still standing by the truth of what the Word of God says and that will not waver. And not one of them is a mega church pastor. Not one of them has a huge platform. They're little guys. One here one there that are still going hey this is sin this is wrong god judges sin and he will judge the sin in the american church just as readily as he did sodom and gomorrah if not more so because the american church ought to know better so the idea that the church imagine that i did the air quotes will push back uh i I think is a false hope Because much of the church is perfectly fine with what's happening. They're supporting it, advocating it, validating it, celebrating it. So, eventually, the handful of people that are still insisting on living biblically will be seen by supposed Christians that embrace all of these insanities as as their enemies. Everything Jesus said we ought to expect, including father against son, and mother against daughter, and brother against brother, and many being offended. As, As little as a couple decades ago, you'd sit there and scratch your head and go, how exactly is this going to come to pass? It's not that you didn't believe it. You just, you just didn't see the mechanism by which it would come to pass. Now, in 2023, we are beginning to see the mechanism by which these things will come to pass. Where in the last days, many will be offended and hate one another and betray one another. If you happen to run into Andy Stanley and go, hey, homosexuality is a sin... And by that time they're enforcing, uh, what is it, dead naming and misgendering as, as criminal, Andy Stanley's going to pick up a phone. He probably has the G-Man on speed dial by then. And thinking that he's doing good, he'll go, hey, I got an- another one for you. They need to be shown the light. They need to be re-educated. I know at this juncture you're thinking to yourself, that's far-fetched. How can that be? Come on, Brother Mike. Mm, Jesus said it. Now you see how it can happen. Listen to this. Most millennials believe that misgendering should be a crime. If Bob thinks he's Betty, but still call him Bob, that should be a crime. And the article goes on to say this. You don't have to imagine a world where calling someone by the wrong gender pronoun could land you in legal hot water. You only have to imagine how soon it will affect you. According to a recent Newsweek survey a startling number of millennials, those aged 25 to 34, think this should be the case. A whopping 44% of this group believes that misgendering should be punishable by law, easily overshadowing the 31% who disagree. Even the slightly older age group, those aged 35 to 44, aren't far behind, with 38% in favor of criminalizing misgendering, while 35% opposed was it. The flames of this debate are fueled by the ongoing political tug-of-war over transgender rights where Republican-led states are righteously introducing laws to save confused children from a sick culture that wants to pump them full of puberty blockers and cut off healthy body parts. Why do you think the children, the young, the easily swayed are their primary target why do you think the children are their primary objective because with each generation this percentage of individuals who think that misgendering should be punishable by law will continue to tick up it's already at 44% what will it be in 10 years what will it be in 20 years This is why the notion that we haven't, you know, we we haven't found a hill to die on is just cowardice on its face. Stop lying to yourself. Because by the time the church wakes up, those that are, you know, sincere but still asleep, by the time they wake up, it'll be too late. Because once that number becomes a majority, once that number ticks over 50%, you will see legislation coming before Congress, coming before Senates, where if you call Bob, Bob, even though that's his name, you get to go to reeducation re-education camp. Look, we don't hate you, Bill. We Just We just want you to stop thinking the wrong things. See, as long as you think what we think and as long as you approve what we approve of, You're a okay with us. But, if perchance you disagree, even slightly, if you don't believe that men can get pregnant and have babies, well, then we need to have a conversation. We need to talk. We're going to turn your life upside down. We're going to take away anything that we can, anything that you worked for, will vilify and demonize you in the press, and either you cry uncle, or it'll just get worse for you. Because they have infinite levers that they can pull. They have infinite measures they can employ up to re-education camps. You see, because they're going to have mm-hmm. to make an example of somebody, and they will, and you'll see it. When, when, when they identify that person they're going to make an example of, however just normal their life was, however happy they were, however content or what have you, their life will instantly be turned inside out and upside down. And the example will be so violent and it will be so extreme that even people who thought of saying something or disagreeing with the narrative are going to keep their head down and their mouth shut because they don't want to go through what that guy went through. The thing that should honestly make you weep because it makes me weep is the fact that individuals Individuals who don't consider themselves Christian are standing up and calling it wrong. While individuals like Andy Stanley and his staff and his church and, 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 and the likes of him are adding fuel to the fire and, and encouraging and validating this nonsense. What will his punishment be? That's a good question to ask. It's not all bad news. Uh, There's a church, where was it? I think it was in Texas. Yeah, in Dallas. Because at some point, you know, one one of them jumps the shark. At some point, they try to outdo each other to such an extent where uh, even even people that don't know Jesus, that just came to church because the music's good and the fog machine is, uh, you know, state of the art, even they go like, no, it bridged too far for me. This guy tried it in Dallas, Texas, of all places. It was called the Amen Church. So apparently, reportedly, the Amen Church has uh, shut down completely. <laughs> Hallelujah. And permanently closed its doors, putting the Dallas-based church out of its misery following its spectacular implosion and downfall. So three months ago... Uh, This guy, Dr. Field Harrison, and before you think he's a theologian, he's not. He's a dentist. He's a quack. Uh, uh, Dr. Field Harrison uh, stood up and trying to apparently outdo Andy Stanley, shocked concert goers attending the Amen Nights worship concert, uh, when he attacked the inspiration of the Bible and came out fully as LGBTQ affirming. Indeed. Indeed. Telling the gathered crowd, there are some people that want to treat the whole Bible as equal. Just not this guy, pointing to himself. Harrison was dismayed when, rather than standing up for the voiceless, the crowd stood up to leave, disgusted at what they heard. Well, Andy Stanley said the same thing, but not in so many words. Uh, uh, you well... Know, you know, it's you never go full whack job. Andy Stanley's smart enough to, to, to walk the line, as it were. He says just enough, but he doesn't go full whack job. He doesn't go, I'm a pastor that doesn't believe the Bible. There you go. So if you don't like that, tough cookies. Uh, apparently the people didn't like it. Because, you know, I, there's, there's options, I guess. You can, you can go to a, a Buddhist retreat or you can go to you know, uh, a Muslim, uh, what you know. So people were there because predominantly they believed in the Bible to a certain extent. Apparently Dr. Fug- Harrison did not because, hey, some people want to treat the Bible as equal. Those rubes, those peasants, those ignoramuses, just not this guy. Go ahead. Do as you will. There are no consequences, said Dr. Field Harrison. And even reprobate people that were just there for the concert said, eh, it's a bridge too far, doc. So now the church is closed. They've deleted their Facebook. They've del- deleted the church website. And also all their sermons from YouTube. Uh, so look, these people always take it... One step too far. The problem is the church should have stood up against this nonsense a long time ago. Look, you can't play with fire and not at least smell like smoke. Eventually you'll get burnt though if you keep playing with fire. That's the way things work. Now, what else shall we talk about? Because there, there, there's a few things. I got an email from somebody. Why are you so hard on the church? Because the church deserves it. What calls itself the church deserves it. Look, we're entering into some very, very dark days. All kidding aside, most people don't understand what's coming on the world. And the church, in the current spiritual position it's in, has no hope of survival. I'm not hard on the church just to be hard on the church. I'm hard on the church to, to, to highlight the fact that the church isn't ready. That Christ and the gospel of Christ is not being preached in the church. What's being preached is tolerance and acceptance and validation of perversion by people like Andy Stanley, and then you get people that try to one-up them. And, and sure, it was Dallas, Texas, we'll give them that. Most Texans, you know partially at least believe in God. They were at church. And to have a pastor stand up and go, ah, you people believe what you want. This guy doesn't. But I'm your pastor. So how exactly does that work? Now, in case you thought we'd seen the light, that we were about to rectify our mistakes, uh, the DOD, which is the Department of Defense, I know, because... Everybody was excited. Look, 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 look. I'm with you until up to this point. If somebody wants to defend this country, if somebody's brave enough to put on the uniform that I don't care if they call themselves Bobby or Betty, they got my respect. Well, guess what? Uh, (laughs) The DOD uh, just sent out a memo that says transgender soldiers on hormone therapy, can skip deployment. Now, the question that I have is this. Is it because transgender soldiers on hormone therapy uh, are being given preferential treatment, or is it because there have been more than a handful that have snapped that the DOD has covered up because they don't want to give the transgender movement a black eye and they decided it's better for them to be in a controlled environment and not deployed halfway around the world where they start shaking their junk in public and shooting their guns up in the air. It's ma'am.
1: It's ma'am.
0: Transgender soldiers received hormone therapy, receiving hormone therapy, may avoid deployment for as many as 300 days. Now, for those of you that have a problem with mathematics, that's 10 months. According to a February 2023 Department of Defense memo outlining treatment at the WOMAC Army Medical Center, or the WAMC, at Fort Liberty. So uh, to, to, to all the high horse and the soapbox folks, who are willing to defend the country, stop, pre-surgery. All right, if I could get the taxpayer to pay for my surgery, why wouldn't I join the Army now that I I don't even have to get deployed? Are are you a, a straight heterosexual male married to a straight heterosexual female and you've procreated and you have two or three kids? Well, I'm sorry, Doogie, you do not get, to avoid deployment for as many as 300 days. Kiss your newborn goodbye. Buy your wife extra diapers so she doesn't have to go to the store the first couple weeks and, and, and get on that H-whatever helicopter thingy. I don't even know those terms. My question is this. I'm, I'm still at it. My question is valid. Is it because they're being shown preferential treatment? Or because there have been uh, certain issues that have arisen that they don't want to talk about. And so they've made a way for those undergoing treatment to stay home, to not get deployed. Again, I I have friends that that are in the armed forces. What, two out of three of Gino's kids are in the armed forces. I'll bet you anything they cannot avoid deployment for 10 months because they just had a newborn they're given orders and they go but if you're receiving hormone therapy well there you go the memo first obtained and published by the dossier states that most service members will require up to 300 days to be stabilized now that's a funny word stabilized so what is uh, what what do they need to be stabilized about well their their emotional receptors their reactions to simple everyday stresses or stressors Mm mm-hmm. is just a question most service members will require up to 300 days to be stabilized on cross-sex hormone therapy, and they will remain in a non-deployable status during that time. However, that timeline depends on when the service member is clinically stabilized. Huh. The memo also states what other treatments and surgeries transgender troops may receive at WAMC at taxpayer's expense. Well, 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 there's the nugget of truth, isn't it? Taxpayer expense. Now you understand why so many transgenders feel the call of public service. Stop. Stop. The memo said, after 12 months of hormone therapy, transgender service members can request surgical care, such as upper and bottom surgery. So let's see here. Ten months, you're being stabilized from the cocktail of chemicals that's being introduced into your body. After that, you can request surgical care, such as upper and bottom surgery. After that, you need to recover from it. And after that, you ask to be discharged. There you go. Free transgender surgery, compliments of the U.S. taxpayer. It said transgender service members could also request surgery without first receiving hormone therapy. The memo said upper surgery can be performed at WAMC and is a covered benefit, but that surgeries that could not be performed at WAMC to include bottom surgery and voice feminization surgery were not covered. All transitioning service members will be offered voice communication therapy, the memo said. So, just, just to encapsulate the situation we're in currently we're we're running out of ammunition because we've been dumping so much into ukraine and the ukrainians being the you know business oriented and minded individuals that they are even capitalistic uh have have probably shipped over half of what they got to other nations that paid them in uh cold, hard cash. Uh, Our concern, our main concern, is uh, voice and communication therapy and upper and bottom surgeries for people that join the armed forces for the specific purpose of getting free surgery. We're doing great, kids. Have no fear of tomorrow. Do not be concerned that we're spiraling out of control. Nay, nay. This is what America looks like today. So for all the rising Phoenix folks, uh, there's, a, there, there's another nail in the Phoenix's coffin because they're lowering the standards for individuals to join the armed forces. Uh, everybody, you know, is jittery and fat because they're living in their mama's basement eating Cheetos, drinking Red Bull, and playing video games. So, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we need can and fodder, so even the jittery and fat kids will do. And it's not, it's not just America. Look, I, I've noticed it here in Romania, where I expected a, a little masculinity. But many of the young men, 18 to, to 30, 35, very effeminate, very effeminate. And I'm sitting here going, this is a global crisis. It's not just America. It's a global crisis. Now, granted, they're, 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 they're still attracted to women and they're not putting on dresses, but just their mannerisms and the way they talk, you can, you can tell a girly dude. I know. Now, brother Mike, you can't judge a book by its cover. Stop. I'm 48 years old. I've met enough people in my life to know a girly dude from a dude dude. Dude, come on. So, let's just leave it at that. If you want me to extrapolate and expound, sure, I will, but you won't be happy. Let's just say a lot of the young men I'm seeing just walking down the street, very aff- which surprised me, because it's only been seven years since I've been here. The army last month highlighted a transgender soldier named Maj, Rachel Jones, who described her coming out journey as akin kin to taking off a very heavy rucksack. While the ruck is on you, you can't move like you should. Your body aches and you just want to stop. When you take the ruck off, everything feels lighter and easier. Well, mental illness will do that to ya. That's the thing. If you don't call it what it is, you can never hope to find the cure. So while this is going on, while the U.S. armed forces is busy offering free upper and lower surgery, uh, UK terror threat is about to be raised as dozens of Islamist terrorists are set to be free from prison. Ah! Because Brit- Britain's in the same boat as the U.S. It's it's, it's not as though there because there's a bunch of, you know, masculine Englishmen with bad teeth walking around looking to defend the homeland. Britain is bracing for a potential surge of Islamist terrorism. As a swath of convicted terrorists are set to be released from prison this year, the Home Office has warned. According to a counterterrorism strategy report published this week, between 40 and 50 terrorists are set to be released from prison in Britain this year as their sentences expire, leading to an increased threat that could potentially last for decades. Of course, why not? Why haven't these people been rehabilitated? Why haven't they seen the benefits of embracing Kentucky Fried Chicken and hedonism? It's a good question. The analysis from the Home Office stated that by far the biggest terrorist threat comes from Islamism. No kidding. Which has accounted for 67% of terror attacks in the UK since 2018 and has represented 75% of the caseload of MI5 security services. Islamist terror groups include Daesh and Al-Qaeda continue to seek to plan and enable attacks in countries such as the UK. We're going to stop here and I'm going to let you win on a little secret. Their number one target with a bullet, bar none. The thing they dream about when they go to bed at night, cuddled up next to their favorite goat is the United States of America. All right? If they have to, if they can't make their way here, well, there, because I'm in Romania now, but if they can't make their way there, they'll settle for the UK. But their dream is to strike out at the great Satan. Just hope that they get stuck on the island. That there's no way for them to get off what is known as the UK or the United Kingdom. Because if they find a way, uh, we will be their first and only destination, kids. <sighs> some of the convicted terrorists set to be released this year include some of the first British nationals to have traveled to Syria to fight on behalf of the so-called Islamic, including Zubair Salva, who has already been released after serving nine years for joining a foreign terror group. Although the freed terrorists will typically face limits on their freedom upon release with license restrictions and will likely be monitored to some degree of surveillance by police and security services, it is questionable as to how much resources can be devoted to each individual terrorist. If they happen to be transitioning terrorists then the resources are limitless. Top surgery, bottom surgery, voice modification. We'll start with a razor and a shave. But if they're actual terrorists that pose a threat to the English populace, well, we don't know how much resources we can devote to that. Indeed, As of 2020, MI5 was tasked with monitoring some 43,000 people in Britain with suspected ties to terrorism or holding extremist ideologies. Uh, You can probably, I don't know, times 10 that number, and you'll get close to what it is. For anybody that hasn't been to England lately, it's not the, the United Kingdom of your grandparents anymore. Uh, same goes for France. Uh, same goes for Sweden. Same goes for Switzerland. Same goes for Austria. Uh, and pretty much every westernized nation. And uh, let me just say this. If ever there is a Islamist leader that has gravitas, if ever the Islamic world coalesces around one individual and that one individual calls for bloodshed wherever these individuals are they will do as they are commanded they will do as they are asked it's A scary thing to realize that people would devote their entire lives to assimilate and blend in with a nation that they hate and despise. Just waiting. Biding their time and waiting. And whenever they get the call, whenever they get the instruction, whenever they're told to do what they need to do, they won't hesitate. But, thankfully, we have our transgender soldiers that will be stateside because, well, they cannot be deployed for as many as 300 days. And even after they've been clinically stabilized, they can request surgery. So hopefully they will have recovered from surgery enough for them to defend the homeland from individuals whose only desire is to see the great Satan burn. I know, you're thinking to yourself, Mike, two in a row, where you've been optimistic and hopeful, where you have brought smiles to our faces, uh, sometimes reality prohibits me from uh, being jovial and um, with each passing day the things that we're seeing coming together the things that we're seeing less, the things that many people don't put into the same basket they don't, they don't see as connected those things disturb me more and more with each passing day because they're executing on their plan, They're executing on their vision. And most in this country, in America, not this country, but America, I know, I keep forgetting I'm in Romania, at least when I talk to you. Most people in America are too distracted to see what's happening. They're too distracted to put the pieces together. They're too distracted to understand that it's not about a D or an R anymore. We can hope. I'm not telling you not to hope. But be realistic in your hope. Do miracles happen? Sure. But usually miracles happen for the obedient usually miracles happen for the repentant. Usually, miracles happen for those that reject sin and embrace righteousness, not for those that condemn righteousness and embrace sin. That's the way it is. It's the way it's always been. So, If nobody can point to demonstrable repentance, I'm not talking revival here, revival there, revival everywhere. Stop. Demonstrable repentance, a la Nineveh. Sackcloth and ash, top to bottom. If nobody can point to that and say, it's happening, Brother Mike then allow me my skepticism as far as turning this ship around is concerned. This is the world we're living in. These are the times that we're living in. The fact that God forewarned us lovingly and told us what would be is a reason for peace and peace of mind. It's a reason to look at everything that's going on and go, yep, he said it would be this way. And when everything can be shaken, is shaken, you will stand firm on your conviction that He is the God, God who spoke the universe into being. And He is the God that has you in His embrace. That's all we need to focus on. Is, is God at the center of my life? Am I in His embrace? Do I know, without equivocation, that though a thousand may fall to my side and ten thousand to my right, nothing will touch me? Because that's the kind of faith we need to have as children of God. See, we, we've rejected the idea that we may have to walk through the fire. We've rejected the idea that we may have to walk through the water, not understanding that it's in the fire that His glory is revealed. It's in the water that His power is made manifest. We all want to see the power of God, but we don't want to pay the price for it. Don't fool yourself. Just because you don't want something to happen, it doesn't mean it won't. Just because you close your eyes and refuse to see the reality that surrounds you, it doesn't mean that it no longer exists. And that is my message for today. Um, if anything occurs, I'll probably film those uh, short clips since I have a camera, uh, and we'll talk. But uh, this is a recording. We're recording this a week early, uh, just because I don't know how my Wi-Fi is going to be going forward. And even now, I'm still in a hotel, because, uh, yeah, you know, Eastern European power outages are a thing. And uh, they're not really into electric cars yet. So imagine the fun they'll have in a few years when the European Union... Uh, shoves that little ditty down their throat. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, may God bless you. May God keep you. Hopefully, we'll hear each other again. Gino, if you've got anything to say, tis yours, my friend, tis yours.
1: Thank you, Mike. Uh, Matthew 7:15. 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. And how much we have to have discernment. Pastors, for sure, uh, that are like Andy Stanley and the other guy that Mike mentioned in Dallas. These are wolves in sheep's clothing, destroying the flock. Sadly, it's hard to believe there's even a flock to listen to them and give them any kind of uh, support or acknowledgement. And that's why the sheep need to discern what kind of church they go to, what is the pastor preaching, we need to get back to the full gospel of the word of God. We need to get back to the the power of God in the church. We need to get back to the way uh, the, the book of Acts in the church. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to step aside and let God build the church. We need to let God, you know, raise the church up the way he wants. So it's a fortitude and strong power for the Lord. And, uh, It's very sad to see how many sheep are in a church where they don't preach the truth. And you'll never hear a tongue spoken or anyone baptized in the Holy Spirit. You'll never hear a prophecy because that was for yesterday, not today. And the Bible says, come out and be separate, says the Lord. Be separate. Come out of those kind of churches. They're not the church of Christ. Churches with rainbow flags, they're dead. And Ichabod is written over the door and the glory has departed. Churches that march in gay parades, same thing, like coming to my town in a week where they want to have a gay pride day in the park and they want five churches to have a blessing, they're going to have a blessing tent. And these are, these are not churches where the Holy Spirit will work at all in. The Holy Spirit has departed long ago. God works with His people that honor Him and obey the Word and walk in faith. Thank you so much for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Bodea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com.